You're listening to the Big Finish podcast coming right at you on the 10th of November in the space year 2019. Another police box. Right. Just like the TARDIS. But that's not possible. Unless... Sorry. It's coming right at us. If I could just get us out of the way... Sorry. Well, help me, can't you? I, I, I don't know what buttons to press. All of them, Jamie. Coming up in this podcast, we continue our behind-the-scenes tease of The Prisoner, Volume 3. (sighs) The final series out later this month. Oh. Naturally, we delve into your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. We go behind the scenes with The Lost Stories, The Ultimate Adventure and Nightmare Country. Nightmare. Uh, We offer you 25% off a randomly selected Big Finish release. And we dramatise you with the first 15 minutes of Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, Daughter of the Gods. Exterminate. You, Nick and Benji. Hello, I'm Nick, he's Benji. We're the chaps from Big Finish. We make great audiobooks and audio drama. Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, Dark Shadows, The Avengers, The Prisoner, Space 1999, loads of stuff, just in case you didn't know. Why not go and check us out at bigfinish.com if you haven't already, eh? I'll do it. Uh, We also have a, a great free listening app for Android and iOS devices. What are you working on at the moment, Benji? Well, I'm working at the moment on Adam Adamant Lives. Really? I didn't know that. Yes, well, there we this go. This isn't a planned conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you that don't know what Adam Adamant Lives is, it was an old 1960s uh, BBC television show about uh, an Edwardian time-travelling investigating man who ends up in the 60s. Yes, he, I mean, he's not a time traveller, is he? He just he travels to... in time, but, but at once. Once, yes. <laughs> he right. wakes up in 1966. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, does, does solves lots of crimes. He's very debonair, sort of wonderful, dashing sort of chap. But yes, I've been working on that. I've been having great fun. Everybody that knows me knows uh, I have an air of the past about me. I love anything <laughs> from days gone by. And so he's being aged. able to... Uh, so I, I sort of missed all the old because I used to work on Survivors and I sort of missed all the old sort of uh, mm. Survivors was Survivors 70s and this is 60s so it's really nice to kind of go back and retro it up a little bit Yes, I haven't had a chance to listen to what you've done, I'm afraid, because you sent it yesterday, didn't you? I sent remember. it yesterday, yeah, the yeah. first episode over, which is the trickiest one, but I'll talk about that later with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I don't wish to discuss it I don't wish to discuss it. I haven't given it. my notes. Um, um, uh, also, you did the theme tune, didn't you, a few yes. days ago? Yes, oh, that was a real crazy thing. So this is a, an interesting slash boring technical conversation. <laughs> yes, but basically, yes. um, what we wanted to notes. do is, is to do... Uh, a new version of the uh, original theme, pretty much as close as we can to the original. Mm. Um, of course, I've not got a real orchestra. I've Haven't only got you? the power mm. of computer technology. I'll just kind of um, make a note. I'll always. just make that put that in your book. Um, he's got his little, like a little detective with his little book there. Um, and so I've I, I created all the the orchestral backing track. Uh, from scratch and then I called a a friend of mine uh, Louise uh, Kimbo lovely lovely girl I've known her for years and years and years and years and we went to uh, to the studio where I record a lot of uh, my music with uh, Ziggy Zigford and the Zigsters all 70s stuff we put the uh, the recording into a tape machine a big reel-to-reel tape machine 
and we recorded the rest of it so her vocals uh, all on tape so it's it's got that level of wow. 1960s in the sense that what you're hearing has weirdly left a computer gone onto um one inch tape uh being mixed on a 1970s desk um it's you know we, we use the um we use the old uh 19 it's 70s not 60s but 70s amp uh to uh do the guitar um my good friends from germany helped do a bit of guitar on that one nice. um and the and the and the gang vocals as well in the adam adam so we got two german lads in there doing that as well although <laughs> you wouldn't know they were really good you no, know they couldn't hear a german accent <laughs> i was really worried about it i was, I was like oh but then they sing, they sing in a beatles band so they're, they're sort of going to be able to speak perfectly but yeah and so and then after that it's gone whiz back into the computer and then we'll whiz on to cds and downloads in the future so a very mm. convoluted uh route and all of that going on whilst louise who uh who was doing the, the singing had a, a newborn baby um on the premises as well so so uh it was a case of we tried one take with the baby on her thinking because she said oh, i can do it the baby's calm the second she said bold the baby just went ah that's what we thought right i wish i kept it we i wish i'd kept the tape but we taped over it but um, um but we subsequently tape's very expensive yes. tape is very expensive time is money um, and so Bang. eventually we had to get the baby off to sleep and then she ran she she closed the door ran out the room into the studio and said right roll the tape roll the tape and we went and she nailed it you know I, I, yeah. I think we, we did two takes and it was just that was fine I was like I, I can't really I can't fault her performance she'd learnt it it was brilliant we should have a little tease of uh, Adam Adamant right now Bold as a knight in white armor. Dear Lord, man, get the Prime Minister to safety. We have only four minutes left. After that, the 438 from Plymouth becomes the fastest bomb ever imagined. If you should look for a man who loves danger. I've called an ambulance. Just, just hold on, all right? I am a dead man walking, my dear. Tell me about your corpse. Corpse? The car threw him up in the air like a tennis ball. Never seen anything like it. So much quieter than in the movies. Pathetic, really. Just a little thud. Was he drunk? Wandering into the road like that? Didn't smell like it. He was dressed up smart. Black tie. This man is the one. Adam Adamant. Adam Adamant. So that's coming out in Jan, isn't it, I believe? Yeah, that's right. So um, go to the Big Finish site, actually, bigfinish.com, um, type in Adam Adamant Lives, and you will find it there. You can pre-order it. There's no trailer up yet, so what you've just heard was a very sneaky early preview. Anyway, then, before we dive into your emails, it's time for our customary impromptu look at the latest reviews. Very exciting. And this week we're looking at Doctor Who Tartarus, starring Peter Davison as the fifth Doctor, with Samuel Barnett as Cicero. Ah. Dear Atticus, There is every chance that when you finish reading this letter, you will think me quite mad, but by the gods and on the life I've been granted, I swear to you that every word of it is true. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who Tartarus. Remember what I said, Act. <laughs> 
Naturally, blend in. Just three perfectly normal citizens of the Roman Republic. And why are we really here? So that I can meet Cicero. You're kidding. Is that it? It's Cicero. Now, come on. We're missing the party. Wow. Pretty. Is this normal for Earth? Green lights in the sky? Not really. An aurora, perhaps? It's an earthquake. Uh, all right! Everyone, try to remain calm. Hi, what's happening? I think we're being taken somewhere. Ah! Big finish. We love stories. Welcome. I am Tartarus. Doctor, I have a feeling we're not in Cumae anymore. BlogToWho.com says all the ingredients that go into making an audio drama work effectively are present, but there's something ever so extra special about this release. If this were the Great British Bake Off, Tartarus would be this week's winner. Oh, chicken dinner. Uh, DoctorWhoWatch.com says one of the... St- I keep saying chicken dinner winner, every winner, time chicken someone dinner. says winner these days. Yeah. Uh, one of the strongest regular adventures we've had this year. SciFiPulse.net says writer David Llewellyn balanced the Doctor and Cicero perfectly, which is remarkable considering the otherworldly plot should have tipped the scales in the Doctor's favour. As ever, Peter Davison and Samuel Barnett were marvellous and obviously having a blast. That was a blast. Uh, <laughs> IndieMacUser.com says, Taking inspiration from multiple Greek and Roman sources, Tartarus really is a marvellous little tale that warrants multiple listens. Highly recommended and a new personal favourite for the Fifth Doctor's extensive library. Nine out of ten. These doors are closed by magnetics. Sorry. DigitalFix.com Tartarus successfully fuses together the historical and fictional in a story held together by a distinctive guest-starring performance, intriguing mythological themes, and immersive world-building. Cicero, a character perhaps not widely known as other key figures of the Roman Republic, once again proves the focus of an engaging character study within the high-concept world of Doctor Who. Ooh, the high concept world, I say. Is that right? Is Doctor Who a high concept world? You, you learn do, something you every do, day, yeah. don't you? Marcus Tullius Cicero. <laughs> He's come back. Mr. What was his name? What was his name? Um, Your teacher who used to say that whilst hitting you with a hammer or Nigel, something. Nigel. Forster? Nigel Forster? Nigel Forster? Forster. Yeah, I think so. He's retired now. He didn't really hit you with a hammer. I just made that. Bit no, up, yeah, he didn't. Just in case either. Nigel's yeah. listening, I think he's a regular listener. He is a big regular. Yeah, he lo- loves it. Loves it. N- Nigel <laughs> Foster Cicero. Um. <laughs> Cultbox.co.uk say, despite being his most ardent fan, the Doctor and Cicero clash over who is in charge. To great comic effect, the script handled its large cast well. Oh, was it large? Has he gone over budget? It's got a hand They all contribute to the problem-solving and each has their moment to shine. Set post-Adric, his death still looms large and the story tackles this sensitively as well as considering some of Cicero's unsavoury actions too. Uh, George Watkins impresses as potential companion Mark. That's Mark with a C. A curly curl. Like Mark Mark Uh, Berlin. (laughs) Groovy. Can you do a bit of Mark Perrin? Did you ever see a woman? 
<laughs> that's made my day. Oh, uh, yes, uh, potential companion mark filling that adric shaped gap. Ooh. It's like Adric's just sort of burst through the wall and there's an adric shaped <laughs> gap with his impressive memory. After a satisfying conf- conf- confusion conclusion, David Llewellyn provides an incredibly cheeky final Latin gag to it's what an intellectual. He's done a Latin gag. Um, I wouldn't have understood that, I think. To learn some uh, Latin. It, it's interesting, that thing about an Adric-shaped gap is uh, something that I actually said to Matthew Waterhouse when he finally came on board, you know. I said there was a real Adric-shaped gap in, in Big Finish. Well, it's true. It's you've, kind of central to, uh, central to that era of Doctor Who, isn't he, really? Yeah. Very much so. Well, that's all we've got time for the reviews this week. Next time, we'll be looking at reviews for the Companion Chronicles First Doctor, Volume 3, Torchwood, The Vigil, Torchwood 1, Latter Days, and Short Trips, Dead Media. Coming up soon, we'll be delving behind the scenes of The Prisoner, Volume 3, the final series. Yes, final, 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 final. Final. <laughs> Final. I can't stop. I can't stop. Uh, but before that, it's listeners' emails. So you're stuck in the village. You wake up, yes. you're in that place, you think, oh no, all I've got is some bloke to play chess with and a few people mm. that are sort of wearing funny outfits. How mm. can I talk to my relatives? Or my yes. friends. Well, I tell you how. You send them an email, yes. and it's the same way. If you're stuck in the village right now and you want to get in contact with us, you in can. You know, village. you might not be able to play chess with us or win an art competition, um, but you can send an email to podcast at bigfinish.com. That's podcast, all one word there, at bigfinish.com. Send them in, get them over, and we might read them out. By hook or by crook, you will. <laughs> <laughs> He's very good, isn't he? He's he's very good. Uh, First up there, this one, he's he's very satisfied with that one. I can see where his face. Um, First up, this one is from an old favourite, Nathan Gervais, or Gervais. Um, I think it's Gervais. Yeah, I'm just just, just, uh, just covering all all bases. All bassists. Uh, Hello, Nick and Benji. I hope uh, this uh, missive... Missive, um, message, or missive? Missive. Is it it's, missive a it thing? Mess- yeah, yeah. See, it it's just showing my age. I, I'm going to look it up now. I'm showing my age now because I can't think. Missive. It, it means uh, message, communication, letter, word, notes, memorandum, line, reports, bulletin, communique, dispatch, oh. intelligence, piece. Yes. It's a lot of lots of things it means, isn't it? Well, wow. yes. Well, I hope this missive finds you both well and engaged in bouts of serious podcastery, the likes of which yes. will never be discussed. What am I even talking? I'm just talking. <laughs> I hope this missive finds you well and engaged in bouts of serious podcastry, the likes of which will be discussed forever, or yes. at least until the next podcast is transmitted. Uh, quick question. <laughs> I'm just imagining some audio adventures with River Song and her paternal grandfather, Brian Williams. Oh, Williams. Uh, maybe River uh, has borrowed the Doctor's TARDIS and wants to meet Gramps. Hijinks, of course, ensue. Uh, would you uh, ever? Rule, would you never rule it out, Nick? Uh, thanks so much. All the best, uh, Nathan Gervais, uh, Nola. Nola. Um, well, uh, I wouldn't rule it out. We've got no plans to do it. Or have we? Maybe as we speak, Matt Fitton is writing a proposal. Mm. 
moving on. Another old favourite now, Alex Pass. He's been very prolific with his emails recently. Loving the idea of Big Finish doing audios about steam trains, he says. There's a whole wealth of sound to be had just from the train itself. Two of my personal Big Finish Halloween favourites are Sixth Doctor Adventure, The Nowhere Place. Oh, I'll write that. And Second Doctor Companion Chronicle, The Mouthless Dead, both of which heavily feature a steam locomotive. Very good. Uh, Get, get me using big words, he says. Well, steam's not that big a word, Alex. Uh, <clears throat> How about a multi-range story like The Worlds of Big Finish or even a multi-doctor story like Excellus with different adventures taking place on the same train? Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Just imagine. Toot, toot. He's done a little train emoji. Can you see that? Has that transferred? Just a square for me. Just, just a square. Oh, oh, it's really good. I'll just, I'll tell you what. I'll see if I can <laughs> send it to you. Hold on, just send you the training emoji. I'll send it via WhatsApp. There we go. Oh, that is very good, isn't it? Remarkable little <laughs> train uh, in what lo what looks to me like the Southern or the GWR livery there. There we <laughs> well, go. Well, the little things please us, don't they? It is. It's very uh, and that was from Big Al, of course. Big Al. Al. Uh, finally, this one here from John Gerard. Uh, to Big Finish, I absolutely love everything you guys do. I simply think all you do, uh, I simply think you all do a fantastic job with your audio adventures. Oh. Everything you do is simply Doctor Who gold. Wow, what, even the stuff that isn't Doctor Who? Amazing. Well, Doctor Who silver as well. Um, but Space I, 1999, is that a Doctor Who gold? Yeah, Blake's, Blake 7, I was about to say Blake's 8. Um, but I, I have a few ideas I would love to share with you and hope that you like them uh, too and you ever know that you may take them into real adventures. Here's my list. The Sixth Doctor facing the Weeping Angels would be amazing. Uh, yeah, mm. could do that. Not yeah. wrong there, yeah. Donna Noble meeting Colin Baker's Doctor for an adventure. Well, that's mm. uh, no plans for that, but that sounds fun. The Manchester Lady Cop being Colin Baker companion for a few adventures. The <laughs> Manchester Lady Why Cop. Not? What was her name? I can't remember. I don't know. I like the idea that she's just called the Manchester Lady Cop. Well, she was very good. Oh, I'm going to have to look her up now. I've forgotten the name. She was in the, the, <clears throat> the trials of... I'm writing Thomas Brewster. Oh, I nearly had it then. I nearly had the name. Oh, where is it? Oh, this is the one. D.I. Patricia Menzies. How could I forget that? Played by Anna Hope, who came back for the Legacy of Time to do an episode with us. Well, there we go. Just imagine, I yes. suppose, is the, is the real answer to that one. Just imagine. Uh, Colin Baker uh, meets the Slovene, plus meeting the silence. I like the Gosh. idea that it's not the sick doctor, it's just Colin Baker. Like, <laughs> Colin Baker meets the Slovene. <laughs> Probably be, you know, just be terrified. Of, imagine just... Be, <gasps> I used to be in a programme called Doctor Who, and these are like real monsters. These are real this things. is weird. <laughs> <laughs> John Hurt Adventures carry on um, with a sound alike to continue the uh, War Doctor box sets. Yeah, and that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Paul McGann uh, having more of an adventure with the Weeping Angels. I'm seeing a theme. Uh, uh, there's there's a lot of Colin Baker and a lot of Weeping Angels. Hmm. Well, all things to consider. I know that hmm. I worked on the um, the Weeping Angels story with. Uh, the eighth doctor, which is really good fun. Mm, um, 
pretty challenging, not going to lie. Stone stone monsters uh, in the soundscape. Crazy, yeah, crazy job. Yeah. But, you yeah, you know. Rubbing lots of bits of stone together, were you? Lots of bits of stone, bit of gravel here and there. Yeah, all those oh, sorts yes, of bits yes. like that, really. Yeah, maybe a couple of supernatural sounds that just cement what they do. But, yeah. Did you put your famous owl in? Yeah, I should do, shouldn't I? In the every, weeping owls. In everything. In absolutely everything. It's like the BBC owl. The BBC owl sound effect is terrible because it's just one of those people doing the owl noises with their hands. You know, I can't oh, do yeah. it. You know, you know, doing that. Yeah, it's that, it's that terrible one. There's also, they have a brilliant one, which is the, uh, the fox. It sort of goes... <laughs> I hate the sound of foxes. Worst noise ever. Nearly as nearly as nasty as magpies. Oh, yeah, you're suddenly woken up in the middle of the night by. Would you mind? What was that song? What did the fox say? Do you know that one? No, I know. Fox on the run. That's the one I do know. What did the fox say? And it goes. You got to look it up. You'll miss the fox. Is that it? I don't know. My son was obsessed with it for quite some time when he was very young. Goes meow, bird goes tweet, mouse goes squeak. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah. Ding 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 ding. Oh gosh. <laughs> dreadful, dreadful. <sighs> Means nothing to me. No. Um, no, so John just person. finishes off his email there says uh, yes. I hope that you can look at some of these ideas and maybe use them in the future audio plays thank you from John great ideas there who knows mm. who knows just food imagine I thought. think yeah, mm. food for thoughts uh, listen that's it for this week's emails uh, keep them coming in to podcast at bigfinish.com as uh, Benji explained in great detail at the beginning and let us know the following what it, who are you? What are, who are, who are, who are and, you? And, and why do you exist? And where is the <laughs> capital of uh, Botswana? Yes, what is it? Who are your favourite doctors and why? Who are your favourite Doctor Who monsters and why? And what other series would you like to hear or see or experience us making? Also, don't feel constrained by these subject headings. I'm just suggesting them, really, just to sort of tickle your fancy. Write in about anything you like. Yeah, we've always got the option of not reading it out, so <laughs> basically say anything. I'll be particularly excited to read out the most irrelevant email, actually. Yeah? Yeah, so the good now, idea. There's a challenge, and I'm not looking at you, Alex Pass. Time now to continue our investigation slash teasing of the upcoming final series of The Prisoner. Last oh, yes. week, we went behind the scenes with the first episode of Volume 3, Free For All. This week, it's time to take a look at the girl who was death. Are you the new number two? You are. You're the new number two. You're from the village. Are we still in the village? We are. We never escape. We're still there. We'll always be there. Hello, it's Tuesday the 6th of August 2019. Nick Briggs here. I'm uh, ready for the second day of recording. Ian Meadows, the sound designer, has just walked into the control room. <laughs> Hello, Ian. Hello. Hello, Nick. Good, good. Um, yeah, so what are you looking forward to today, Ian? 
finding out how complicated the sound design is that you've written. <laughs> Have you read that? Oh, and Rick Davey from The Unmutual has just arrived. Yeah. Oh, good to see you again. Hello. It's good to see you. You're That's right. incredible. Yeah, it's like I planned this. No, I'm just recording a bit, talking about what's going on today. Oh, are you? Everybody's <laughs> walked in while he's trying to record. Brilliant. Actually, I am yeah. looking forward to finding out what actually happens, because... Um, seen the scripts here. Oh, well, I must send them to you. Complete yeah. Well, it's it's all... You've read them, haven't well, you? I have read them. Yeah. And very exciting they are, too. <laughs> He's very on message, isn't he? Well done. Um, yeah, so I'm doing uh, The Girl Who Was Deaf mainly today. All right, Potter. Don't be a fool, ZM73. If you try to follow me, I'll shoot. Do you doubt me? No, I don't. Good. Then stay here. Where's he heading? Into trouble. I'm not a number, I'm a free man. And I'll wipe this place off the face of the earth. Do you want do you want me do you want me to finish on a sort of something high if we're going into a a, a plane crash? You, you know. That's a lovely idea. Uh, right. Do one of those. Wipe this place off the face of the earth! I particularly liked that. Are you able to speak anymore after yeah. that? <laughs> Look, I'm only here because I asked to be. They told me you'd, well, been found. Who told you? And where was I found? Someone from the government. And they said, they said you'd been found in Morocco. So I'm Lucy Briggs-Owen and I am playing Kate Bosherworth. Was it a, a difficult decision to accept coming back to the prison? <laughs> First day back, yeah, really difficult decision. Many sleep lost, much sleep lost. No, not at all. I really wanted to. I really, I, I can't believe that it was two years ago that we did um, the second season. Yeah. The only, the own, my only hesitation about the prison is that I just I think I've said this earlier. I just find it really frightening. We just left here. <laughs> It's number two's control room. No, it's a perfect replica. Uh, my name is Genevieve Gaunt and I play number 43. <laughs> she is a very important Russian lady who works in the village records office. But as we get to know her in the, uh, in the prisoner, we find that she has more to her than we first realized. And in the real world, I am death. And if you want to find out more or order our prisoner range, just go to bigfinish.com and type the prisoner into the search pane at the top of the page. You know, the Am I right in thinking thing. there's a there's a free episode of the first episode? Is it free? So there's a free chunk of the first episode. Give that a listen if you're unsure. Yeah, it's really worth yeah. dipping into. Prisoner's brilliant. Um I know yeah. that we talked about it last week about how people have dipped in and just before mm. even seeing the the real you know the original series so well worth a go give it a try mm. oh and also we've got a great review from uh, six of one for volume three six of one the prisoner appreciation society yes i uh well we'll read that out at some point but not now well, coming up now, uh, Doctor Who, The Lost Stories. Big Finish started releasing them 10 years ago. Uh, now, oh. this month, uh, we're releasing two more stories that nearly made it onto TV, but not quite. Yeah. The Ultimate Evil and Nightmare Country. But first, here's Big Finish senior producer David Richardson explaining the whole Lost Stories thing. 
Hello, I'm David Richardson. I'm the producer of The Lost Stories. The Lost Stories is a project that actually, thinking about it, is on its 10th anniversary. The very first one was released in 2009. It all began, I'd been working for Big Finish for about a year, 18 months, and I I took the idea to Jason Haygallery and Nick Briggs that we could start making Doctor Who scripts that had been commissioned for television but had never been made. The obvious starting point was with season 23, the original season 23, the one that was replaced by Trial of a Time Lord. I looked into all the potential scripts that were going and we were able to clear the rights for some. Um, The first one we made was The Nightmare Fair by Graham Williams, which was a story about the celestial toy maker, and it was all set on Blackpool Pleasure Beach. How often do I have to win before you give up? Ooh, lots. No more games. I refuse. One more, Doctor. We'll call that the decider, shall we? A decider implies the scores are even. They're not. I'm ahead. Let's just call it the last, shall we? So you accept the challenge then, the ultimate game. You will play good. (laughs) Then, of course, we did Mission to Magnus, which was a story by Philip Martin. Um, It saw the return of Syl and um, also uh, teamed him up with the Ice Warriors as well. So... uh, a really exciting story that we we all knew about that was never made. You must release me. I was not responsible. It was the doctor's idea. We are the victors. No agreements will be honoured. What is to happen here? A little custom we have with conquered races. You still are not to be trusted. You must must join the rest for execution. Take them, carry him. Yes, Commander. Tough break, Syl. And then, of course, I had hoped at the time that we would get the rights to The Ultimate Evil, and that would be the third story in our run. We, we spoke to Wally K. Daly via his agent, but unfortunately we weren't able to make a deal at the time. We weren't able to clear the rights. I think it was because uh, Wally was working on a version for the RNIB, um, and he wanted to uh, devote himself to that. But here we are, ten years later, and uh, we have the rights. Wally is on board. He's adapted his original script to audio, and I'm delighted to say that at last we've made it. My name is Helen Goldwyn, and I am the director of Doctor Who, The Ultimate Evil. Look at this, Perry. Mm, an ostrich egg on a plinth. You have no idea. Follow me. Mm. Oh, well done. That was brilliant. You know, absolutely the sense of of going through everything in the cupboard. That was really, really clear. Thank you. Um... It's been very interesting working with a script that was written originally in the 80s. And, uh, yeah, it's been very intriguing to see how the way we approach the scripts has changed a bit over the years and this is very much of that era and it's it's just nice to analyze what makes it feel 1980s <laughs> and uh it's got a very televisual feel to it and you can very much visualize these characters they are archetypes from that era they are archetypes of, of what people thought science fiction sort of characters would be 
but of course it's got a modern twist to it because it's been rewritten for for audio so it works on both levels so yeah it's been really good fun i am colin baker i play the sixth doctor old sixty to his friends and as i'm with friends now i'm old sixty what is so nice about doing this one is it's it takes me back to what doing doctor who on television and the the early big finishes it is the early big finish doctor it's the doctor from the tv series it's the kind of storytelling from the age of the tv series and if you challenge me to say what the difference is i couldn't spell it out but it's a kind of organic feel this feels like traditional doctor who and here's stephen gallagher talking about nightmare country I'm Stephen Gallagher. In the 80s, I was the writer on Warrior's Gate and Terminus, and now I'm back here at Big Finish and back with The Who again. The reality engine's creating you a world from scratch. And the Doctor's helping to build it. Out of pure thought and memory, with all the depth and detail of the Time Lord's vast experience. Ha-ha! <laughs> What's funny about that? Oh, he's been around, you know. Good luck diving into some of those memories. Oh, this is just a joy. I mean, I've got to say, you know, and and the thing is, you know, there is a happy atmosphere in in the studio. I have recorded here before, and uh, and people are here because they want to be. This is a good thing to do, and I've got to say, you know, all kudos to Big Finish because in those dark days when Doctor Who was off the air, it was Big Finish and you know the uh, the novelizations or the the spin-off novels that really kept Doctor Who alive for a lot of fans, and a lot of the style. And a lot of the um, the approach of Who now is born out of that era when um, when when Who was off the air and was able to develop in a way some of its sensibility without the needs of serving the television monster. So Who almost kind of went away, evolved, and then came back again as as the thing we know today. And it's it's the global phenomenon we know today. Uh, I'm Peter Davis, and I play uh, the Fifth Doctor. My name's Janet Fielding, and I play the. Absolutely delightful, Keegan. <laughs> I don't know why there's mirth. I was going to relate to the fact that we end up uh, uh, hugging at one point. Yeah. I won't lie to you, Doctor, it's going to be hard. No one's really dying, but I'm not going home. I do have to go. I know. Oh, hugs. <laughs> we do hugs now? Don't tell anyone. The producer's idea was that, in fact, this was um, an advanced story for its time yeah. because it was, you know, dealing with things like virtual reality. And my point was, it's science fiction. It's supposed to be taking on things that are ahead of their time. I don't, I don't know. And I no. said that in a rather sarcastic <laughs> fashion, which, you know, is probably not the way to endear yourself. And so we're changing the end. end of this story, so you just get killed off again, walk off into the sunset, saying, I've had enough, Doctor. Goodbye. Yeah, could do. Could do. Well, one, yeah, I nearly gave some of the plot away. Whoops. And if you want to find out more about Doctor Who, The Lost Stories, just go to bigfinish.com and you know what I'm going to say. Type The Lost Stories into the search pane. Benji's demonstrating it with his fingers. And so with the raffia base. Uh, You know it makes sense. Meanwhile, it's time now for us to give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Yeah, cue the randomoid selector Tron. Here we go. It's, uh, we're going in, we're going in, we're going in. Select a random Big Finish release. We've selected it in. Ooh. And it is 194A, Doctor Who, the Rani Elite. Ah, oh, yes. 
Yes. The Rani the Elite. Rani Elite. Which, uh, yeah, it's a sixth Doctor story and uh, where we recast the Rani with uh, uh, Siobhan Redmond. Does a brilliant, brilliant job. As you may know, we were talking to Kate O'Mara about doing it, but she she was very ill and sadly uh, she died before um, you know we got a chance to work with her, which was uh, it's a real shame. Very sad. Yeah, I mean personally for me, I, I was pleased that I got to work with her on uh, radio when I was doing Nebulous, the science fiction comedy starring Mark Gatiss, written by Graham Duff, and I did all the directing, sound design, and music and. Uh, Kate O'Mara was in that, was absolutely amazing, playing some silky-voiced villainess. I can't remember the name of the character, but she was brilliant. Anyway, the Rani Elite. Let's have a listen to the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. So many lives. So many people. The Rani Elite. Oh, incredible. This booth is actually smaller on the inside. The doors won't open. If you hang on just a moment. Doctor, what are you... Now, now, genius at work. Ah, That shouldn't have happened. I have to say, you've been rather a disappointment. That very soon, this will all be over for you. Thank you for the gun, Doctor. Perry? But that's just it. You're not Perry, are you? You see, you do know me after all. I knew you would. Spit it out, girl. I can see it's on the tip of your tongue. The Rani! Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. I remember listening to this at the time and because I was so intrigued by the, the prospect of uh, a recast uh, Rani, yes. you see. Um, but, you know, you don't have to worry. It's just great. It's great fun. Yeah. Great fun. Solid script by Justin Richards. Genius, lovely human being. Fantastic sound design and music, as always, by Andy Hardwick. And directed by Ken Bentley. Yeah. He's all right. Yeah, he's <laughs> good egg. Good egg is our, <laughs> our Ken. Good God, egg. God, why haven't I seen Ken recently? What's going on? I've got, I feel like I want to message him now. Well, there you have it. I mean, it's it released November 2014. It's up there. You've heard how you get your discount. Very simple. 25% off. 25% yeah. off. So you're laughing, really. Go in there, <laughs> go forth and grab it. Yes. Uh, and Well, and the way you do it, shall I explain it this time? Because I've yeah, put yeah, you through you, that. Yeah, you that can do it this ni- time. The nightmare that is time travel. Um, several times. Time okay, travel. Yeah. The eye of time. The eye of time, brother. Um, it's what you do is you go to bigfinish.com and uh, either on the home page uh, you can see where the podcast is just under all the items on sale you can click there and there's a little news story about the podcast and it mentions the randomoid selectron it says click here or you can go to the podcast range which across the top of the home page it says podcast you press that boom you'll see the latest podcast and in the text it says randomoid selectron press here click here you click there and what you do when you get to that page you enter the top secret code that we only share with you yes you buck up b-u-c-k-u-p buck up was a thing we used to say in the podcast we've not been saying it for ages anyway it's all one word all in capital letters type that in you get access to the offer 25% off bada boom bada bing bada boing <laughs> like it like it man I dig it I dig that uh, that's about it for this this week now so Nick it is time 
like we do every week, is to say goodbye in the style of our choosing. Well, we started it last week. What style are you going to use to say goodbye? Um, probably my regular sort of, you know, goodbye. I mean, that's, you know, it's, that's, that's oh. just how I... I'm, I'm going to do it in the style of a man trapped inside a Moogle oh, like oh, ring modulator no, you've box. challenged okay. me, haven't you? Here we go. Okay, here it is. Goodbye! <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, well, that you just know, happened to be on the table. Just happened here. to be there. I'll, I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll do one in the style of a, a man trapped inside a cup. Oh uh, gosh, yes. Well, I guess it's, it's not as easy as the old days. <laughs> uh, uh, go, goodbye. Bye. Bye. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> And while we're away, time to treat yourself with the first 15 minutes of Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, Daughter of the Gods. Absolutely free. He's still there. <laughs> also, because I particularly love the music for this story by the brilliant Toby Robinson, after our 15-minute tease, there's a little tease of a music suite from the story for you to enjoy. It's top stuff. <laughs> Hey, Doctor, what's in there? Uh, what's in where, Jamie? In here. Oh, oh, oh Jamie. Ah, sorry, Zoe, but look. It's only a door. Aye, but I'm sure we haven't seen it before. Realising he wasn't being followed, the Doctor scurried back down the corridor towards them. Hey, hey come on, you two. Uh, we're looking for the kitchen, remember? I'm going to make us bangs and mash. How on earth can somebody lose a kitchen? Ah. Easily, it turns out. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> let, let's keep going. Uh, maybe it's through this door here. Uh, uh, no, 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 Jamie. I, I, I don't think so, Jamie. Why not? We might as well try it. We've been walking through these corridors for simply ages. Aye, this TARDIS of yours is too big for its own good. I, I'll have you know, it, it's perfect the way it is. I, I know precisely where to find things whenever I want them. Except the kitchen. Be quiet, sorry. <clears throat> now, come along. Oh, I'm just going to open this door and... No, 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 Jamie, no. a load of old junk. It is not junk. Oh, Doctor, this cupboard was filled to bursting. Aye. When was the last time you used any of this? My chest in the control room just isn't large enough to contain all the odds and ends I've acquired on my travels. But let me tell you, every item here is incredibly important. 
What's this then? Uh, no idea. It looks jolly useful. How about this? Ah, uh, well, that's a remote control. For what? It's a racing car. Ha <laughs> ha! Hey, can I have a go? Hey, wait, 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 wait. I'm finished, uh, Jamie. Now this really does look useful. Uh, what? Uh, oh, that's the time path indicator. It, it detects other vessels in the time vortex. What does that mean? It's a load of old junk. But, Doctor, it sounds essential. Why is it disconnected? Well, it kept going off and making noises. Very irritating. It should be reconnected at once. Yes, uh, I'm sure you're right, Zoe. <laughs> oh, honestly. Come on, Jamie. We're going back to the control room. I'll never find it. It's the, the door just behind you. Thank you. Jamie. I wonder if I've got another of these cars somewhere. <laughs> you really ought to race them. But we were walking for miles. How can that door lead straight back here again? Well, I'm sure the TARDIS can do anything. Especially once I've reconnected this little device. Is it really so important? Well, knowing if there's anything else out there in the time vortex. It's a basic safety precaution, I should think. Oh, sometimes the Doctor can be totally irresponsible. Hey, do you even know what you're doing? Oh, relax, Jamie. I found a slot for it here, you see? should do it. Ah, well done. Now, let's get back to the doctor. Oh, you can play with the car later, Jamie. Let's see what this thing can do first. Now, what can you see up there on the scanner? Uh, nothing. Oh, thank heavens for that. Eh? Well, if there's nothing there, Jamie, then we can't crash into anything, can we? Oh, aye. Hey, so it's a useful wee gadget then. Oh, it's far more than that. I can't think how we survived this long without it. Uh, Zoe? Yes? It's making a noise. Yes, I know, Jamie. Shush. Oh, that must mean there's another time machine out there. But that's bad. Only if we're flying along the very same flight path. And only if it's coming towards us. Oh, oh dear, oh no! Zoe, look! Zoe and Jamie stared at the scanner, which depicted the shimmering, almost kaleidoscopic patterns of the time vortex. To their astonishment and mounting horror, they could see a familiar shape spinning towards them. It's another police box. Right, just like the TARDIS. But that's not possible, unless... Zoe, it's coming right at us. Oh, if I could just get us out of the way... Zoe... Well, help me, can't you? I, I, I don't know what buttons to press. All of them, Jamie! In a panic, the two of them darted around the console, pressing every button and pulling every switch. Ah, ah. Oh. It's not working! What's going on here? I, I leave you two alone for one second. Doctor, we're going to crash. You're going to do what? Not that I can help it, we won't. Oh, it's too late! It's going to hit us. Hold on, everybody! Ah! Jamie, Zoe, are you all right? They're not moving. Caught in the eye of the... 
Who's there? Speak up. I, I, I can't hear you. What is that? Eh? We're slowing down, my dear. We're going to land in a moment. It can't be. Can we have reached the place of perfection so soon? Oh, well, uh, I'd rather doubt it. At least that is, we should be stopping at a lot of places before that. No, no wait. Uh, come back. I, I want to talk to you. Come back! Come back, please. I want to talk to you. Doctor. Who do you want to talk to? Check, Jamie. It's Zoe. I, uh, who was I? You were yelling at somebody, but there was nobody there. I, I, can't, I can't quite remember. It's, it, it's slipping away. We've landed. Uh, have we? Uh, yes. Well, I, I suppose that's something. We could have simply blown up in the vortex. Has the TARDIS been damaged? I, I'm checking, Zoe. I'm checking. Now then. Oh, oh dear, that's not right. The doctor fell to the floor and checked the panel underneath the console. Oh, no. What's wrong, doctor? It's ruined. It's utterly ruined. I mean, look at it. The dematerialization circuit is completely burnt out. Oh, don't you have another one? No. This is meant to be impossible. Can you fix it at least? Well, that's just it. I, I don't know. Oh, why couldn't you leave well alone? We were going to crash into that other police box. Of course we weren't. Do you really think the people who built these things would let something like that happen? We'd have passed straight through it. But we didn't. Because you overloaded the systems when you pulled every switch on the console. And now we're stuck here until I can repair the circuit. Uh, and that depends on us finding the right parts for it out there. And if we can't... Oh, then this will be the last trip my TARDIS ever makes. Oh, Doctor, I'm sorry. It's all my fault. No. That's not true, Zoe. It's Jamie's fault as well. Hey! That police box we saw, it was another TARDIS, wasn't it? Yeah, not necessarily. But it must have been. Otherwise, it would have to be the same TARDIS. Same one as ours. That doesn't make sense. Yes, it does, Jamie. If it was at another point in time. It's academic now, isn't it? So... Both going to help me fix the damage you've caused, or aren't you? Sorry, Doctor. Come on then. Oh, we've done it now, Zoe. I've never seen him so angry before. Oh, it's more than that. Don't you see? He's frightened. Because of the TARDIS. I think it's something else. We'd better follow him. Aye. TARDIS had materialised between two enormous buildings, which seemed to be constructed out of dark, polished glass. Jamie and Zoe found the Doctor checking his reflection and adjusting his bow tie. Ah, there you are. Shall we go? Uh, when do you reckon we've landed, Doctor? I have no idea, Jamie, but I'm sure we'll find out. These buildings remind me of home. Do you think it could be Earth? I, I doubt it, Zoe. Look up there. The sky was a pale green, with wispy purple clouds formed like corkscrews. Wherever this place was, it most certainly wasn't Earth. I've never seen anything like that before. You're right about one thing, though, Zoe. The design of these towers is relatively sophisticated. So the people here could be civilised? Oh, let's hope so. What we need is a well-stocked laboratory. Ah, well, the people don't sound very civilised to me. 
Eh? Oh, no, no. See what I mean, Jamie, eh? Don't sound happy at all, do they? You'll want to take a look, I suppose. Well, I, I don't believe we have much choice. We need help getting the pass for the TARDIS, won't we? <clears throat> Stick close to me, both of you. The time travellers crept cautiously up the alley in the direction of the voices. The whole street was filled with people, pushing and shoving against each other in desperation. Doctor, there's so many of them! Aye, and they're terrified. What could possibly be happening here? <clears throat> Excuse me, would you mind... Get out of my way! Oh, Doctor! Hey! We only wanted some help! I don't think we'll get anything out of them. That's why they're in a state of total panic. Do you think they're in danger? Yes, they could be, Jamie. Which means we're in danger too. Hi, well, in that case, shouldn't we get back to the TARDIS? Not until we can repair the circuit, Jamie. Hey, you there! They were swiftly approached by a uniformed security guard, who'd clearly not been having a good day. What do you idiots think you're doing? Idiots? We're simply trying to find out where we are. Don't be stupid. Get moving now. I, I don't believe I know your name. Captain Parlos, now, if you. Uh, thank you, Captain. Uh, this is Zoe, uh, Jamie, and I. I don't the... care who you are. You're getting on those ships with everyone else. Sergeant! Wait, wait a moment. What ships? Doctor, we can't leave the TARDIS. Mom, riots are breaking out in the commercial district. I can't help that. Follow these three in with the others. And keep the crowd in line. Yes, Mom. And we're not going anywhere until we're told what is happening. Aye. Use violence if you have to, Sergeant. Yes, Mom. Well, maybe we should do as she says. Hey, Doctor. I refuse to be intimidated by thugs. Doctor! You'll tell us what's going on, Captain, or I'll get very cross indeed. A bolt of flame had been cast down from the sky, destroying a building nearby. Running blind, the citizens fled from the bombardment, trampling those who fell beneath them. Sergeant! You've got to help him. We can't, Jamie. He'll be crushed. Oh, what way you're going? Ow! They're carrying me away. Zoe, take my hand. Be careful, Doctor. It's all right, Jamie. Ah, oh, 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 dear. But it was too late. The Doctor and Zoe were whisked away in front of Jamie's eyes, disappearing into the mob. Doctor, Zoe, where's it taking them? To the spaceport. That's where you're all going, even if the take of them myself. Oh, you think so, eh? What are you doing? That's the wrong way! Do you want to die here? Whilst Jamie made his escape, the Doctor and Zoe were still trapped within the crowd. Doctor! We must go back! It's impossible, Zoe. We're trying to stop these people. They'll, they'll flatten us underfoot. Oh, but what about Jamie? Oh, he'll have to look after himself for the moment. I, I, I'd rather think... Put the mercy of the crowd! You mean where it goes? We go, though! Oh. <laughs> Crumbs! Jamie had found himself running down a maze of side streets, trying to find another route to the Doctor and Zoe. Security blockades had forced him to deviate further and further from his path, and now he was entirely lost. Oh. Where am I now? Well, at least this road's quieter. Oh, me and my big mouth. Quick, grab whatever you can. 
What do you think I'm doing? Oh, that's just great. This place is falling to pieces, and those two are looting what's left of it. Hey, Vox, look. What? Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, no. What are you looking at? Thinking of turning us in? To the guards, you mean? <laughs> no friend of theirs. Nor are we. But a man will do anything if it gets him preferential treatment. Look, I don't care what you're doing. I don't even know what those things are. Phazon pods. Each one can power a whole living unit for over a month. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.